Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O C-O. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com try. Go to shopify.com try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com try. At Kroger, everyone wins when it comes to saving big. Because when you order online through the Kroger app, you get the same great prices, deals, and rewards on pickup or delivery that you do in-store with no hidden fees or markups. Best of all, you'll know when items in your cart have a coupon, so you never miss a deal. So whether you're a delivery lover, picker-upper, or you shop in-store, no matter how you shop, you'll always save big at Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have built on end. The Giants have won the pennant. We're back with Thompson to Clark. Brad Evans here with me, Double G. And, you know, this is the kind of week where you look Look so much forward to doing this show. White hot giants. They're moving up in everybody's power rankings. They pass the Dodgers for second place in the NL East. They have an opportunity to uh, add some uh, length to their lead above uh, the Padres in the division. And then the Diamondbacks are, are on deck as well. So, Things are looking good right now. Giants baseball is fun. Hum baby 2.0. What's up? I uh, every <clears throat> every week I make predictions, right, of how we're going to do in the week, and, <laughs> and and occasionally I'll get ballsy and I'll say six and zero oh, or you know whatever the week is five and zero. Oh. I didn't do predictions this week, Garrett, uh-huh. and we ended up having a seven and zero oh week. Uh, you know, we, and when we say a week, it's between our podcasts. So. Yeah, 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 basically. Yeah, so, since we last recorded. Exactly. So seven and zero oh week. Uh, so I will never do predictions again because <laughs> if uh, if I don't do predictions, we're going to be in good shape here the rest of the season. <laughs> and it wasn't just a week in which I think are they they're they're eight game right now, eight game winning streak. Yeah, eight game winning streak because it started on Sunday, uh, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before. Um, with the last game was that in the Cubs series? I think it was. Yeah. So they had lost two out of three to the Cubs. Uh, and then they just went on the tear, went to St. Louis, went to L.A. 
uh, came back home, took it to the Padres. I keep saying they took it to the Padres. They, I mean, that, yeah, these they, victories they are stolen they, from the Padres. Yeah, they're they're all uh, you know a lot of these victories are come from behind victories. But when you have an eight game winning streak, they're not all going to be you know. Hey, the Giants went out to a four nothing lead and never relinquished it, except that um, one game where they. Sp- Bank the Dodgers. Well, that one, that's that one. You you uh, print that box score and put mm-hmm. it up on the put it up on the wall because that. I mean, anytime you could do that to your rival, uh, and especially a team you wanted to pass, you you go in there and sweep and you pass them in the standings and take over second place, and that's what they did. So, I mean that. That was like a dream uh, because earlier in the season, everything that's been going on with this team in, in uh, March and April, a little bit into May, we were like who is this team? What is it? You know, who are we cheering for? Yeah. Nobody's showing up to the games. So, yeah. 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 They, you know, the, this team all of a sudden, thanks to this, the, this uh, two game series that they swept. And I think that's, what's most impressive is you go into St. Louis. Now St. Louis is not hot. They're the opposite of what the giants are right now. They're fumbling around. Uh, but then you go into L.A. Now, L.A. Dodger fans will say, well, you know, we're not playing good and this team's not good. You know, still for a Dodger team, a uh, very respectable baseball team. Oh, yeah. And and to go in and, and go on the road and win those games like that, that was really, really impressive. But thing about it is they are barely above a 500 team at home. So what we need as fans is we need them to buckle down this week and really like start playing like a really good home team because you know, that could just extend, extend the, uh, the hotness that, that they're playing, you know, like I said, Padres and, and they, it, it's a four game series. So they're going to know each other very well uh, by Thursday. And then the diamondbacks and the diamondbacks are the, the cream of the crop right now in the national league West they are uh, in first ba- in first place ahead of the Giants by three and a half games ahead of the Dodgers by four and a half, and uh, they are the second best team in all of the National League uh, based on record, and they're just behind Atlanta. And you know, I I, I didn't know this. Miami is uh, the third has the third best win loss record in the National League. Where did that come from? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that's one of those ones that you just wonder, like, is that going to hold up? Are they going to start trading away players? Uh, are they going to start their rebuild? They're kind of the A's of the national league because they, they, they do like to kind of break up the band when things are going well, because they sell their hot commodities and try to get youth, uh, controllable youth. They have a lot of controllable youth right now. So um, now is when you kind of write it out. So I, I'm kind of interested to see, you, you know, what goes on there. They have a lot of good pieces and jazz has been out for a while. Jazz Chisholm um, with a foot injury and he's just starting uh rehab assignment fairly soon. So MLB, uh, the show been, cover jinx. I, you know, I don't know, man, but I, I've, I've, I've seen it on the subreddit that, uh, you know, is this possibly the worst uh, the show cover athlete that they've ever had. I mean, when you look at his stats in the game and everything else, like, come on, man, the guy, they didn't pick him because he was a 50 home run guy. They picked him because he was a uh, flashy and, and, and baseball is heading into a, a new generation, a new uh, iteration of itself, trying to kind of transform and, 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 and uh, kind of, you know, market itself towards the youth. And, and that's mainly why they went with jazz. I enjoy watching him. 
Um, he's an exciting player. So when he comes back w- with the Marlins, um, you know, the Giants have another contender to deal with when it comes to uh, not only, um, you know, looking towards the postseason, but but everybody's kind of jockeying for those one, two, and three wild card spots right now, which is fun to watch. I, yeah. I know it's in June, and I don't care. It's a long season. If you sit there and say, well, I'm not going to pay attention to the standings until September, then what the heck are you watching? (laughs) What we do, you look at it and you go, hey, we're one up on the Dodgers after winning last night. The Dodgers didn't play. Now we're one up. That's what you do. You look at the standings. You enjoy each day as it comes. The other part of the other reason why Jazz was chosen, in addition to being a young young and, and fun player, is there's a heavy Negro Leagues vibe in the game. And Jazz's uh, grandmother, I think they said, like played in a, was it in like a, it was either hardball or softball league until she was in her 60s. And so yeah. she had a heavy influence in Jazz picking up a baseball. So yeah, there, there's a little bit of lineage there for him as well. And I have no problem with him being the, the oh, cover. Because yeah. just like, because you said, he's, he's just a fun player and he's just having a bad year, but hopefully he could, he could still pick it up. But I, the reason why I brought up the Marlins is because, you know, we're th- we're here sitting going like, Oh wow. Giants are hot. Eight game winning streak. And the giants are hot. That is a correct. Uh, that is a correct thing to say. Atlanta, six game winning streak, Marlins, five game winning streak, Phillies, six game winning streak, Cincinnati reds, all of a sudden in first place based off of a nine game winning streak. So teams are streaky right now in baseball. Um, the, uh, the Houston Astros five game losing streak, the LA Dodgers, a three game losing streak, Colorado, six game losing streak, nationals, four game losing streak. So, you know, oh, Pittsburgh, seven game losing streak. Yeah, so for what, whatever is going on in, in the water, it's teams are either streaking positively or negatively. And thankfully for the Giants, they're on that positive side. Now, I know this is my thing. A lot of people don't live and die by this run differential thing. But <laughs> if you do, Giants lead the NL West and run differential. Some of it thanks to that game against the Dodgers where they just routed the hell out of them. Uh, Atlanta is still the best in the national league, but that would make the giants number two, but they're Atlanta's uh, head and shoulders above run differential in the national league. So giants are in really good company right now. I think most people still believe the Dodgers are the better team. Uh, diamondbacks. We'll see. I, I think this series this weekend will say a lot about both teams really because, uh, you know, now the giants have some, some pitching situations going on that, uh, you know, they're going to they're going to tax the the pen again uh but let's talk about some of the the latest things that have happened and i think the most exciting thing to happen and we'd been talking about this like the last two or three weeks is when is luis matos coming up and lo and behold unfortunately and i said this to somebody on youtube when we had originally posted our our short piece uh, as a clip on youtube from one of our shows you know what's gonna how can, can when how long can the Giants keep Luis Matos in the minors? I think was basically our sentiment. And one of uh, the watchers, the viewers, said, "Well, you know, here are a couple of re- here are a couple ways that he can come up." And I said, "You know, 
it may just take like an injury, like a fluke injury to get him up. And so I jinxed Mitch Haniger. I really apologize. <laughs> this is me apologizing to Mitch Haniger and Mitch Haniger's family. But that's how I assumed he was going to debut was just on some fluky injury. Now, I didn't think it was going to be an injury that would cost Haniger all or most of this season. So I hope Mitch does get better sooner than later because he's going to help if he does. But that's kind of what it was going to take because they they paid for a lot of these vets that they want to see out on the baseball field, and Matos was going to need something like that to happen. It happened. He's here. You've seen him now for four games. What do you think? I think he's fantastic. I think he fits in really well. He's not going to be your power guy. I mean, when he came up in a situation last night, uh, where, where you're thinking, oh, he could hit a walk-off home run. He's probably not going to. He's not going to be your power hitter. Um, but he's going to be your Chili Davis type of guy. He's going to be your guy who, um, you know, can knock the ball around the field, run well, um, uh, fantastic on the base paths, get on base. Um, I think Chili – did Chili Davis break bats over his knee? <laughs> yeah, he, he did. Was, yeah, he was I don't think Matos is going to be that. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I, Matos isn't going to be that guy. Because, I mean, when you, look at, when you look at him up there, he's a little dude. He's not a yeah. big guy. Yeah. Um, but his, his – uh, I think uh, – and Grant Brisby had an article in The Athletic. He said something about um, – oh, I actually, I actually took the quote right here. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo, let's see. Yeah, he, he had swung at, I think, let's see, here it is. Luis Matos has seen 41 pitches out of the strike zone since debuting in the majors, and he's swung and missed at one of them. And he put that clip in his article, too, the yeah. one swing and miss, and it was on a, an OO pitch, first pitch of the at-bat, and it was on a, a fastball that was just off the plate. Um, so, you know, went chasing at a pitch that was a little bit outside, but that's it. So he's going to be your guy who kind of sets the table. Um, he's batting ninth right now. And I think tonight he's even batting ninth again. Um, if they can get him up a little bit higher in the, in the, in the lineup, I think that would be fantastic. But I think what they look at that too, is now with the DH, you kind of look at that ninth spot as a turnover, the batting order, um, you know, I, I got to look at the lineup tonight because I want to see. Exactly. By the way, yeah, the, yeah. The, so so this game will begin pretty much right as as we finish here. But uh, Lamont Wade Jr. was supposed to start. He had right side tightness, which mm. is basically the same injury that Brad and I wake up with every single morning. So yeah, Lamont, we we uh, understand your yeah. pain, brother. For us, pick a side. I mean, <laughs> left side, right side, back side, front side. It doesn't matter. There's tightness somewhere. Um, so, so Jock Peterson is your leadoff hitter now tonight. Um, and uh, let's see, Matos is batting sixth tonight. He was batting ninth last night. Um, but he's going to be your guy. He's going to be your, your, your Robbie Thompson type of guy where you can get him up in the number two spot in the order. He's going to get on base for you. He's going to see a lot of pitches. He's not going to swing and miss. So in a situation where you need him late in the game to keep the line moving, um, he, he's going to be that guy. I mean, just watching him, fantastic outfield. Uh, his defense is fantastic. Um, a lot of fun to watch. Small sample size so far. And we've only had a small sample size in Triple A. Uh, this was this was a guy everybody talks about just going into this season, uh, going into this offseason last year. Were they even gonna put him on the 40 man roster? 
And here he is like a major part of this Giants, this 2023 Giants team. Um, not even a major part, but just a major identity. The kids, the like you call it, the hum baby 2.0. This yeah. is, you know, these kids, I said, you know, on Twitter the other day, this 1986 Giants team is a blast to watch. I mean, it's a perfect mix of veterans per, and and uh, and youth and having that youth injection. And that's what Yaz said in the postgame last night after his walk-off. You know, he's they, um, Laura Britt asked him, you know, what is it that has changed? What has got you guys back on track? And he said, you know, just uh, we never doubted ourselves. And he kind of danced. It was, it was the perfect answers. You know, we, we never doubted ourselves. We knew our ability. We kept playing ball. And then he paused for a second and he said, and then watching these young guys play, the injection of youth, us old guys start now playing like young guys. And so, I, th- I mean, that plays a huge part because, again, the beginning of the season, we kept saying, this team is rough to watch. It's just a bunch of old guys kind of <laughs> out there trying to carry the torch, trying to do what they can to keep things going, um, and, and just waiting for the youth to come up. Last year was such a bad year for for the Giants minor league system. So to see these guys come up and Bailey and Schmidt and Matos and, and win, um, and then maybe someday soon Kyle Harrison – it's we'll just talk about so, that one in a second. Yeah, absolutely. It's so fun to watch. Um, you know, you start looking forward to games again. And then, uh, you know, anytime Lewis Matos comes up to the plate, I stop. Because like, I, I want to watch this guy's plate this yeah. And then when Casey Schmidt is up, I want <laughs> it's the exact opposite. I want to <laughs> see him hack at something that he's going to get over the plate, run into a fastball, and hit a jack like you haven't seen before. Patrick Bailey. Why would anyone throw him a strike, by the way? I no idea. <laughs> but, but in the ninth inning last night, his command of the strike zone in that at-bat was yeah. absolutely fantastic. His second walk of the season, I don't know how many at-bats he's had so far, but his second walk of the season was just awesome. So, you know, kept, kept, kept the line moving. And then you see Patrick Bailey come up. I think May 17th he was called up since then. He is second in the league in throwing out base runners. And we've mm-hmm. seen two awesome, um, you know, Mookie Betts and Fernando Tatis Jr. You're talking about like the faces of baseball through both of those guys out at third base in the span of like three nights. Yep. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. I don't know if you could tell. I'm very excited. This, this team is fun to watch again, and it's pretty awesome. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV. 
which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. I'm going to give a comparison of Luis Matos that initially people are going to go like, how can you even compare these guys? But I'll explain myself here in a second. Okay. Uh, Luis Matos is the offensive player version of Tim Linscombe. And here's what I mean. Tim Linscombe, 5'11", 170 pounds. He was a whirlwind of uh, legs and hips and whip to be able to throw the baseball as hard as he did. It was almost like a miracle that he could bring it so hard with such a small frame. You know, usually you go, oh, Matt Cain, you know, 6'3", 220. The horse. The horse. He's a beast. Yeah, that guy could throw 95. That makes sense. And then you have Linscombe come in and, you know, he looks like he should be uh, on a gymnastics mat instead of on (laughs) a pitcher's mound because he's got so much crazy flexibility. (laughs) You know, he could just do a backflip and, you know, land on his feet and just so much balance. But he was able to, because he was such a great athlete, he was able to get the most out of his body to throw that baseball. And when I watch Luis Matos hit, he doesn't have a giant stride. He doesn't wind up in his swing to swing it as hard as humanly possible. He must have tremendous wrist strength because he sees a ball and he whips the bat around. And one of the things that Roger Munter was writing about was his exit velocity. Like everything he hits, he hits really, really hard. And I don't know, you know, he, he's not built like the next, you know, the next 40 home run hitter. But as he grows a little bit, you don't want him to put on tons of weight because he's a, he's a really good athletic build. But could he become somebody like a Mookie Betts, who's not a giant human? He's just a really, really, really good baseball player uh, from the right side. Maybe so. But I, I just find the dynamic athlete piece of this to be so compelling. And you look at the guy. He looks like a kid out there. Yeah. Right. He's just very he's skinny. You can tell he's really young the way his body moves. He he looks like somebody who should be uh, playing in college right now, but instead, you know, he's been in the pros for probably since he was like seventeen or eighteen, and now you're seeing a, a true professional who's grown through the minor league ranks and who's been, um, you know, given the tools and and the and the training and, and the coaching to really allow the the skill set and the talent to just permeate, and it's been it's been so fun to watch. And you know the other thing that is so cool? The Giants have uh, one of the best closers in the game, Camilo Duvall. Duvall. I don't know what Duvall's uh, English is like, but 
you know, he's has to communicate with his teammates. Uh, he's got to communicate w- with his coaches. So I'm sure he's picked up some, some English here and there. Uh, Matos, I don't know his command of the, of the language either, but the Giants historically have had non-English speaking players who have come through the ranks uh, and have uh, have excelled. They seem to have been a, uh, a real good landing spot for Latin players and even those who uh, are, you know, they don't, they don't speak the language. And I really love that because it just shows you how good, how uh, it shows you that the thought that is, is in bringing in players from different communities, different lifestyles, different um, countries. And it, it all sort of comes back to this thing that, that, we saw so the Dodgers had pride night and, you know, a lot of major league baseball, uh, some, I think a lot of the fans are really open to the idea of, of having a pride night. Did you know the Texas Rangers are still the only team that does not have a pride night? No, and I was reading not, this not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised. <laughs> I was reading the article and, you know, just they're explaining their stance. Why? And, you know, but it just, I, I you know, Inclusivity is not just, you know, different types of of, of sexual choices and, and things. It is also adapting your team to non-English speaking players and making their uh, opportunity as easy as possible. So when I see somebody who is from a different country and who's landing on this team, I'm just like, wow, like they must have a really good system that allows these players to communicate and allows these players to uh, make sure that they can be comfortable in these scenarios, especially someone who is 21 years old. It's really amazing to me that that he can come in and just and same with Duvall. Duvall's, you know, Duvall's probably in his mid 20s now, but, you know, he's a baby when he when he comes up in, uh, you know, 2020 or whatever it was. And uh, I just like that about this team. It makes me proud of the Giants organization that they have a process built in for these players to be able to come in and succeed at such a young age. So uh, I love it. Uh, yeah. I don't know if this is different from other teams. You know, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of non-English speaking players playing for other teams, but to see them rely on their system and they've built in you know, whatever the process is to, to make this landing spot comfortable. I, I really appreciate that. So I'm, I'm super excited to see him and Luciano is coming. We know that uh, Tyler Fitzgerald at some point this year, may be needed. He's a shortstop and he, they've been playing him in center field a little bit of late. Uh, and let's mention our guy, Kyle Harrison, because we've been talking about him for a long time now. And Kyle Harrison is back in the discussion because uh, so Alex Wood is uh, back from the injured list. He came up uh, for the Dodgers series, so he was able to pitch. And then Alex Cobb had to go on the injured list, and Scott Alexander had to also go on the injured list. And so the idea was, hmm, you know, maybe maybe this is where Harrison comes up. Now they didn't do that. Instead, they brought back. Uh, Sean Jelly. So Sean Jelly is back on the roster. He's probably going to be the long man. I don't know if that means Manea 
gets a start or they just keep doing this thing where every third game is a bullpen game where you start the opener and then you bring in, you know, the guy who's going to throw four innings after that. Uh, but that, you know, that so now people are saying, well, what about what about Harrison? I would imagine. And I don't know who wrote this. Uh, it may have been Roger, but I think the idea was if, you know, he could get through that 80 pitch count and he could really minimize the walks and he could get through that fifth inning. And I think he did that in his last start. Yeah. And I imagine, you know, they're looking for him to do that consistently a few more times. And then I think he's got to be in the conversation. Yeah, I I do think so. And don't forget, too, Brebia also. I don't know if you mentioned him, but he's also yeah, on the IL. And, and it sounds and like he, he's more hurt than we even realized, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, when you look at it, he's pretty much been a starter the past uh, month or so. He, he's he's the Giants opener. If he can go one or two innings, then they kind of bridge the gap there with, uh, you know, Sean Jelly, Sean uh, Manea. Uh, all the Sean's we're just collecting all the Sean's. Uh, and then you also throw in uh, Keaton Wynn now who, who's kind of bridging the gap as well. So the bullpen is kind of rested. Um, but I talked about this. I, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, but I think I, I kind of look at it. So Keaton Wynn and Kyle Harrison, you know, because they're young, they're going to be on innings counts. They're going to be on, uh, you know, total pitch counts on the season. So you can almost kind of look at those two guys as kind of the two-headed monster. So I think once Kyle Harrison is ready, there's a chance that Keaton Wynn goes back down, maybe takes a week off or so from throwing. Uh, Kyle Harrison comes up, uh, you know, does his innings, and then you can kind of interchange those guys back and forth. Are they going to be the same type of pitcher? I don't, Keaton Wynn was fantastic last night. Um I don't know if they're going to be the same type of pitcher. Kyle Harrison has way more upside than Wynn does. Uh, so if you're looking at between those two guys, that's who you want in the long run is Kyle Harrison. But again, when you get to September, you're going to have to shut these guys down. Uh, so I think the Giants are going to be extremely careful with kind of slowly stretching these guys out. If you can get them to pitch into September, uh, fantastic. If you have to have both of them pitch into September, then some bad things have happened uh, to your pitching staff because you still have Ross Stripling, who's on the IL. He's another guy who could eat innings in, in the middle of games when you use an opener. Um, so it's kind of a, it's just kind of a weird situation right now. Uh, we're used to it. I mean, we've seen this the last couple of years, not so much last year, but the year before the Giants were very big on the opener. Uh, they're all about the opener. If they have to have a bullpen game, they will have a bullpen game. But but I, I feel like right now it's like 40% of the games are bullpen games. That's a, that's a lot. Um, but having guys like Manea and Wynn to kind of bridge that gap and eat up, you know, four or five innings in the middle of a ball game is fantastic. Uh, Desclafani goes tonight. By the time you're listening to this, he will already have pitched. I'm hoping he goes six or seven innings uh, because if he only goes four, uh, his last outing, he only went three. Yeah. Then you're using up more of the bullpen. Yep. Um, then you got the Arizona series going coming up. So if the Giants can really kind of stretch out their starters a little bit the next couple of games, that'd be great. But, I, yeah, <clears throat> like I said, I think Kyle Harrison is going to be one of those guys who's going to come up. I don't think he's going to be like an every fifth-day starter. He's not going to come up and get shoved right into the rotation. I think he's going to kind of get his feet wet in middle innings like, like Keaton Wynn is doing. 
Uh, and then, and then next year he's going to be fighting for, you know, a, a, a five man rotation spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could have Manea, you could have Stripling both. Although at this point, I don't see either of them opting out with the deal that they have. <laughs> but there is always that possibility they could. They may need to be one of those. Hey, I see that you're kind of deciding whether you're going to, you know, stay with us or opt out. Just want to let you know. Uh, if you do resign, we have deal in place, uh, headed, uh, you know, nationals really interested either the, the two teams, <laughs> nationals and the A's, they really like you guys. Oh, oof. And so, you know, just to let you know, just in case, you know, I'm just kidding. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a good chance they would opt out at that point. A hundred percent. So, uh, you mentioned Ross Stripling. He has started his rehab assignment with the orange Rookie League Giants. There you go. So that, but that was last week. I haven't heard anything else since. So um, no update as far as I can tell. I could probably, I haven't read uh, Roger's latest update that he sent out today. So uh, there might be information there. But yeah, the, the team is winning baseball games, but they do have their work cut out for them because of the injuries. V, uh, David VR is back up um, and he, Screwed up a bunt play that made made me yell at him through the TV screen about how much he's a quadruple A player, <laughs> like I like I've done in the past. But you know, not that I root against him, just that you know, you, you could, I can only measure him for what he's doing. I can't measure yeah, him yeah. from what I want him to do. Uh, so yeah, so you know, the team is is doing really well, and that is the latest on your San Francisco Giants. I'm going to do this now because we forgot last week, which is mm. the player of the week. Now, when you when you tweeted this out today, I was like, wow, there are probably a bunch of guys to pick from because the lot. week was so strong. And you settled on who? I settled on. All right. So I could I could have put Lamont Wade Jr. in this poll. I could have put Matt. I could have put Logan Webb. I was debating Logan Webb. Uh, I always like to pick like either two pitchers and a hitter or two hitters and a pitcher, depending on how the week went. Well, the week was great kind of all around for everybody. So I, I ended up settling on uh, three players. I all, This was almost the week I went with four, but I didn't want to dilute the pool um, and, and di- dilute the poll results. Um so Camilo Duvall was on here. He came in tied for last place uh, out of the three players. He pitched in five innings, uh, in five games, in five innings this week, three saves, five strikeouts, and one earned run. He did walk five uh, in those five innings pitched. I did not put that on there. I don't like to highlight the bad stuff. Because, you know, <laughs> he had three saves, and he still, still looked like Trang. Tranquilo Camilo. Uh, so he was pretty chill on the mound. So I didn't, I didn't want to throw the walks because the walks didn't really hurt him this week. He only gave up one earned run. Um, Brandon Crawford uh, tied for last plays. I, I say last plays. There's only three players. Uh, he had a 170 WRC plus, uh, 529 batting average, five ribs, five runs scored, and an a really minuscule 8% K rate. So he was getting on base, putting the ball in play, uh, coming in first place, our hero of the week, baby as Mike is 
207 WRC plus 308 batting average, four home runs, 10 ribs, nine runs scored. And of those four home runs, one of them in St. Louis tied the ball game in the ninth with down to their last strike. And then another one of those or two more of those four home runs were last night against the Padres. One of them, the game winner, the walk-off splash hit. That is your Thompson to Clark player of the week, Mike Yastrzemski. Much deserved. Now, there's probably a little bit of recency bias in that because everybody saw the uh, yeah. the home run to win the game last night. And you know what's funny is we were chatting, all, all of us, uh, me, you, Brian, and JJ, were all watching at the same time. And because of how streaming television works these days, <laughs> we don't know who's ahead, who's behind. We're not all watching the same feed. So sometimes True, and I forget about that. Sometimes we'll say something and then one of us will have not seen it yet. But it's, it's not we're not doing it to you know, yeah, be jerks. We're right. just because that's just what we saw. We're excited. Yeah. And, and so, you know, they're, they're losing four to nothing. And I'm just kind of checking in. Uh, on the sports alerts app, I'm just, you know, every, every 20 minutes or so, I'm just checking the box score and I'm like, ah, four to zero. This may not be their night. And then I came back. It's like, Oh, four to two. And then I get the thing. Uh, I think it was Pav Pavlovich. He tweeted that heading into the ninth inning and the Padres would be without their closer, Josh Hader. And I thought, Hmm, they may have a chance here. Cause Hader's been lights out this year. Yes. And so, I, I just I checked back in and I'm I'm following on the app and now I'm following like every pitch and and all of a sudden they tie the game and I text you and I'm just like oh my god you're like you text me and you go oh my gosh this team and I was just kind of like laughing like I can't believe they came back and so at that point um, wife went to bed kids are in bed so I then I just jammed downstairs to to turn the game on and I'm watching this game. All of us are watching this game and Yastrzemski comes up, bags are loaded and the pitcher, uh, Kerr, I forget his first name. His last name was Kerr, uh, threw hard mid nineties, uh, righty. And they had actually had him finish the inning before. So he's going out into the 10th. It'd be his, it was his second inning. And so bags are loaded and he had thrown, he had struck in, uh, he'd struck out, uh, Peterson jock in the inning before, by throwing uh, an accidental get me over fastball that Jock just missed, like Jock swung out of his Jock strap, <laughs> and so he goes. I think it was three and one on Yaz, and I typed to everybody, and I said, "If I'm Yaz, I'm looking for the mistake fastball he got away with against Jock," and that's the exact same. That's the exact <laughs> pitch he throws. Yaz turns on it so effortlessly. Like, he didn't even swing hard. It was such a beautiful swing. The pitch was right over the plate. The ball just majestically goes into the water, and it was game over. And I was just like, wow. You know, you could almost see that coming because we've been watching how things have been falling for the team. Like, you know, when, when you're on a win streak, you also need to be lucky, and the Giants have been lucky in this win yeah. streak. And so, you know, all of a sudden, Hater's not ready. Like, he can't pitch tonight. And that would have probably been the end of the winning streak. But they, you know, thankfully for us, they have to go to this young pitcher, and he's just like, "Up, oh, it's three-one. Bags are juiced." I kind of got it, or I, I don't know. If, I don't remember. Bags weren't juiced, was it? 
was no, it no, to, he had runner at uh, first and second. Yeah, time. first and second, and he's just like, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to challenge this dude, and boom, and it was just so great to see. Yeah, uh, what, you know, I mean, that was that was we've had two home runs like that where you just yeah. like laugh, and that first one was Sable against the Cards yes. when you're just like it was against Helms uh, Helsley, right? Yes. Uh, and you're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Ha, ha, ha. And this is the same one. And you're just like, wow, this is great. It's fun. Yeah. Jeez. I felt that way last year, too, with um, the three home run game from Jock Peterson. Mm-hmm. And that extras against the Mets where he hit that. Uh, he Or I, I think he did. He hit the third home run. Yeah, it was a walk off. He hit the third home run. That was a walk off. And it was just like, man, this. Unbelievable. You just, like you said, you just start laughing. You're like, man, I can't believe that this run that the Giants have had with walk offs, with, uh, you know, crazy win streaks over the last three seasons. Um, You know, again, (laughs) such a mixed feeling here for a lot of Giants fans, but you got to give props to Kapler. I mean, oh, yeah. Some of the moves he makes. When they lose, it's it's so easy to scrutinize. And we did this with Baker. We did it with Bochi too. I mean, there were times where you're like, Bochi, you're killing the bullpen. Yeah, and you're yeah. going out there and you're you're throwing Sergio Romo like five days in a row. <laughs> and poor little Sergio Romo's arm's going to fall off, man. Um, you know, we did it with all of the managers. And, and people, you know, bash on Kapler. But, man, during this eight-game win streak and, and during the last, uh, you know, three, four seasons, he's just made the moves. And and when the moves are made um, and they come through, you look at it and you go, okay, I, I mean, analytics work. Uh, and there are certain situations where, yeah, you know, it backfires, but it's not going to be 100%. Tell me anything in baseball that's that's 100% other than, you know, the A's sucking. <laughs> I had to throw that in. <laughs> But you know, Man, t- shots fired. Shots fired. I feel bad. They're leaving town. Sorry, A's fans. Well, they're yeah, um, they're moving closer to you. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Well, actually, they're moving moving farther from me, which is goofy. They're they're only that's four right. hours away from me right now, and they're going to be seven hours away. Oh yeah, that's right. Even they'll be in the same they're state, they're and I'll have state. to I'll have to pay for their stadium, even though I, I don't want to. <laughs> that's a whole other story. Um, but yeah, I mean, give it, give the props to Kapler, give the props to to Farhan. Yeah, um, you know the moves are being made. The the, the trust the process is happening. Um, so if you're a Giants fan, I, I honestly think it's time to get all in. Show up at the stadium. Um, you know, buy the beer, buy the popcorn, buy the garlic fries, go crazy. Start to you know because again the atmosphere last night was insane. It felt like a you know, it felt like an October game where the Giants are, you know, battling for a playoff spot uh, late in the season, late September, early October. Uh, so it's fun to watch. I want to see that. I, I really hope we kind of get the same type of crowd tonight and the rest of the of the week and really hope we get the same type of crowd uh, for the Arizona series. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So the Giants are so they're in town this week and then they go. Uh, they go to Toronto of all places and New York to face the Mets next week. And then when they come back, it's the Mariners for three and then the Rockies for three. I'm going to try to figure out if I can go 
to one of those Rockies weekend games because so I'm I'm, I'm doing this in real time here. I'm looking at my schedule. <laughs> Are you not able to get to a weekend game this weekend against the 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 D-backs? No, it's going to be a no. little harder. So yeah, yeah. the reason why uh, I was looking, I was eyeballing that weekend is because uh, so my wife she leaves uh, she leaves for a trip to to visit some family uh, on the twenty fifth, so this Sunday, and then she's going to be gone for until Friday. Then she comes back, and then she's home for a weekend or a, a day maybe, and then she leaves again uh, to go take her kids or take my stepkids to. Uh, North Carolina to visit their grandparents and she likes to hang out with them too. So she's, she's going to hang out there for a little while. So from uh, the second, so the second would be next, not this Sunday, but next Sunday through the 14th, she's going to be gone. And the giants are in town that, uh, that seventh, eighth and ninth. And that is that leads us right into the All Star break. So yeah. I think I'm going to circle. I'm going to circle either that Saturday or Sunday as a possible game to finally get to because I've not been to one at all this season yet. I would love to see the Mariners just because they're the Mariners. But yeah, being a be week fun. being a week night or a Tuesday. God, can I go to it? Oh, Tuesday. Yeah, that's that's is, Fourth, is of, fourth July. of July. Yeah. Yeah. That's that probably already sold out. I would imagine. Oh, no, no. It shows tickets are available. Yeah. Tickets are available. So that's what I'm going to circle. I'm going to, I'm going I'm to go to that Rockies. One of those Rockies games. The, the Sunday would be the Jock Peterson bobblehead. There you go. Though the Saturday, hello kitty day. Hey, that'd be a good one. Not for you. I mean, I guess you can you can get Hello Kitty stuff and then put them on eBay. Right? Yeah, or you know, my my stepdaughter might like Hello Kitty oh, stuff. There you go. Yeah, yeah. All right, we are forty two minutes into the show, so let's quickly get to what we are drinking. And I've been really good. Like, I have more than half of my drinks still available. Mm, that just yeah. means I've been probably been talking too much. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I've worn it down a little bit, but I've been trying to drink water because I I am just allergy ridden the past couple of days it's oh man last oh yeah it's bad here lots of wind yeah anytime you get wind in the trucky meadows in the spring you can forget about it for like two or three days just pretty much you know keep the allegra nearby drink lots of water stay hydrated so i've been doing that but uh so i've been sipping on my drink i went with I went with a little Elijah Craig tonight, the small batch. There you go. Uh, 94 proof. This was a, a gift from my um, from my boss for Christmas. Oh, yeah. And, nice. Uh, yeah, see how long it takes me to drink bourbon? I yeah. guess because I have like probably 13 bottles. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> so a rotation. But yeah, so I, I went with two ice cubes today because I was a little bit warm. So I wanted to kind of you know, cool myself down and I've uh, been sipping on that bad boy tonight. Mm, it's great. Sounds great. Uh, looks great. Uh, so before I even say what I'm drinking, uh, it was uh, for father's day. My wife ordered me something and she's like, well, it's not here yet. It's supposed to be here soon, but I'll show you the email. I don't write off the top of my head. Now I can't remember what the service is called. But basically, it was a three-month subscription service for scotch. So 
I will be receiving for June, July, and August three bottles that I will share on this podcast for uh, when we when we do this segment. And I can't wait to see it because it's always fun. You get, you know, I have no idea what it is, and I'm sure they're going to share a lot of information about it, and I'll be able to share the information here. So, and and once I figure out what the service is, if if it's actually really good, I'll mention it on air for folks who are interested too. But for me, this time, I was at the grocery store, and whenever I see anything new in bourbon or scotch, uh, I'm kind of interested. And look, you know, it's Safeway. They're it's not going to be, you know, unless they're gonna they're gonna put the good stuff behind the lock and key. Oh yeah. Um, but it was a essentially a forty dollar bottle that was on sale for like thirty two bucks, and the brand is called Glen Morangi. Oh yeah, and Glen it Morangi. is I like the Morangi. Uh, so yeah. it is uh, the lower end. It is their ten year? I think they have like eighteen as their top. And that's probably goes for over a hundred bucks. And then they kind of go down a little bit. So this one is their, their bottom end, but um, I tried it the other day straight and I didn't really like it straight. And I was like, ah, it's kind of a bummer. I'm, you know, I'm not going to want to drink this. And I was like, you know what? Let me drink it with some ice and see how, see if I like it. And I do like it much better with ice, which is kind of funny because most of the really good scotches that I like, I like to drink them neat. They are so much better for me neat. Yeah. But for whatever reason with this one, I liked it better on uh, with, with the rock. So, uh, But yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that I figured out that this is the way that I like it because then I'll, I'll eventually drink it. I won't just push it to the side and, and let it sit next to some of these other scotches or whiskeys that I've bought that I've been like, oh, this is not fantastic. Yeah, and that's what they always say, too, is, you know, the, the debate is, do I put uh, an ice cube in it? Do I do I add water? Do I this? Do I that? You know what? They always say the best way to drink it is the way that tastes good to you. Yeah. That, that's all that matters. I mean, the, you know, if, if there was a certain way to drink it, I think the, the makers would put that on the bottle. <laughs> Otherwise, they want you to drink it. They want you to buy it and say, you know what, like Elijah Craig, two ice cubes in it. Because for me, it's a little too casky. Mm. I mean, a, a little too uh, woody and, uh, uh, you know, kind of I taste the alcohol in the Elijah Craig uh, more than I do in any other bourbon. But if I put two ice cubes in it, it is a fantastic drink, uh, and I really enjoy it. So that's what I do with this one. Sometimes I'll even, you know, mark it on the back of the bottle with a pen, like two cubes, just just so I remember. Okay, that one is this. This one is this. This one is this. Um, yeah, drink it the way you like to drink. You know. All right. So you know, we kind of laid out the the week already. We don't have to do too much more about what we're looking forward to about the team uh, this week Uh, other than just to say like, you know, this is a great opportunity. If you haven't been able to watch the giants a lot and you're kind of hearing about Matos and you're hearing about Bailey and you're hearing about Schmidt, it is, it's going to be a a good opportunity to see them play because they're hot. People are excited. Hopefully the crowds will, will pick up, especially this weekend and check them out. Even, you know, even uh, some of the older guys who were struggling early in the year are starting to pick back up. It is fun to see Jock Peterson swing 
out of his shoes, if yes. out of baseball. Sometimes he hits a laser and the ball, you can, can't see it. He hits it so hard. And sometimes he swings right through it and, you know, he looks uh, off balance and everything. But, you know, you got guys like J.D. Davis. J.D. Davis came off the bench to hit a grand slam in that crazy win against the Dodgers. And slowly but awesome. surely, I know he's, he's hampered a little bit with the, was it a leg or a foot? Uh, it's his ankle. It was nasty slide into third base. It kind of tweaked his ankle pretty badly. But he is hitting 287 with 10 bombs, and he leads the team in RBI, having a very strong year. I think if you said before the season started that, you know, JD would be at 10 and, and, uh, and 40, you know, with a couple weeks left into the All Star break, we would have said, oh, we're, we're, we're taking that. Like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, even Yastrzemski, Yastrzemski had four home runs last week. He's now up to 10 for the season. Conforto's up to 12. His average is, is slowly but surely climbing. Uh, but he's, you know, he's getting on base decently based off of what his average is. You know, his, his on base is almost 100 points higher than his average, which is is really good. Um, Tyro is still having just the rock-solid year. 17 stolen bases. He's got nine jacks. He's still hitting in the high 280s. Uh, Lamont Wade, who who got hurt, still getting on base. He's got 47 walks to 49 strikeouts. So this is absolutely a great time to lock in and and, and start checking out the team. You know, you're, you're, you'll still see a little bit of like, oh, man, poor Brandon <laughs> Crawford with the bat. Though he's been hitting a lot better in these last couple weeks. Um, and you know, Patrick Bailey is, it's just fun to watch him play catcher. Somebody said on Twitter that made me laugh. Somebody said, uh, Oh, what happened happened to Brad? There we go. We're bringing Brad back. Uh, there you go. Someday I was going to be too quick with the finger. (laughs) So uh, somebody wrote on Twitter the other day that, uh, it, it was sort of written for Patrick Bailey because, his initials are uh, PB, and that also stood for Puster Bosey. Oh, no. So there you go, <laughs> Patrick Bailey. Well, no, but it's just fun to watch him play yeah. catcher. And I was going to say, look at the lineup, too. Tonight, you've got five players in the lineup with OPSs over 800. Yeah. I mean, what, when was the last time we, we, we could say that? I mean, it's been a few years. So this is, a, I mean, it's a potent lineup. It's not just, you know, we keep talking about bullpen, 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 and, you know, Giants, when they when they get down 4 nothing, they have the bullpen to let them get back in it. You don't get back in it without offense. And so all, all around during this eight-game win streak, it's not just, you know, one aspect of baseball that is doing it for the Giants. It's all aspects. Defense, it's, mm-hmm. it's hitting, it's pitching. So, I mean, it's, it's just fun to watch all around. So... Get in there, get to AT and T. I keep preaching that I'm four hours away. I should get there one of these days, but uh, you haven't been back in a while. 2006. I know. I say what you want, everybody, but it's been, yeah, it's been a long. Even during the stretch. Well, during the stretch of the three World Series titles in 2010, my kids were four and two. Mm-hmm. In 2012, I, so you could see. I mean, they were young all yeah. throughout all three of those years. It was really hard. I have lots of pictures of us eating 
dinner every night in front of the TV during the yeah. playoffs and yeah. during the World Series. So, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, yeah, so good stuff. Good stuff's happening. I hope that when we come back next week, we're going to talk about another strong week, another week in which the Giants win more than they lose. And And, hey, if we're coming back here, and we're saying that they're on like a 15 game winning streak or whatever. Like <laughs> I'll do, I'll do the podcast without a shirt. <laughs> there you go. If we, if we come back and we haven't lost a game when we do the next, well, actually I'm not here next week. So that's yeah. fair. It'll probably be, it, yeah, I'll, I'll have another person come help out. Cause you're going to be on a little bit of, is it, is it, is this the birthday vacation? This is the Tahoe vacation. So okay. this is, um, this is the, the vacation before the uh, I'm turning 50 vacation in Vegas. So, yeah, yeah, this is North Tahoe. So I'll be without a shirt the whole week <laughs> because I'll be on the beach just hanging out and drinking, drinking Corona lights and and uh, and and Thompson to Clark. So I'll be drinking some tea to C's. There you go. While I'm, while I'm hanging out, man. I told my wife we were at Sam's Club this weekend. I said, get limes. And so she grabbed a bag of limes. I said, no, get two bags of limes. <laughs> and and then we got another bottle of Terramana White. So I'm stacked and ready to go. There man. you go. All <laughs> right. Uh, go Giants. We will be here next week. Even though Brad won't, I will have somebody here with us. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we, we're not going to miss a beat. So, For Brad, I am Double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. This is Jonathan Macri from the Knicks Film School Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now, they are raising a another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You could invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. Blue Wire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to WeFunder.com backslash blue wire Wilson you sent the game winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it I got a huge assist from Grammarly an AI writing partner that helped me make my point 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing would you agree Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... 
yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.